When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 the Giants podcast network. 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. Get in. Give us a ring. Uh, JC, we have not spoken to you since the game on Sunday. I don't want to rehash the game in full, but I know you rewatched the tape. So did I. I've gone through this a million times. Give me your overarching take and then kind of your thoughts heading into Arizona this week. Uh, straight butt whooping. You know, straight butt whooping. Um... The, the Giants addressed a lot of things uh, on the offseason, drafted, I think, well, uh, addressed the outside. But it, it, offensively, they didn't really address the interior, and I think they took a step back in having a rookie center. Yes, there's promise there, but, I mean, Nick Gates is now the starting center for the Washington Commanders, and he has adequate experience in the league. He understands the tackles in the league. He understands the talent that's in the NFC East. And it's apparent that John Michael Smith didn't. And Bredesen and Glowinski, I feel like, didn't have good games. Evan Neal had a horrible game. Uh, Andrew Thomas looked average, which is... How much of that is the injury, we'll see, but yes. Right, and the good thing about that is it's week one, which, which you talked about, you know. So when we talked about, you know, you not liking the game, and I'm on your side now. <laughs> I'm on your side now, jump ship. <laughs> Um, Welcome aboard, Casillas. Good to have you. <laughs> they played against, I think, this is that was the number one defense in the NFL. No, they're really, really. And I tried to warn people yeah. this last week, and no one wanted to listen to me. And and the Giants, they drafted outside well, you know, bringing in Waller, you know, Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, you know, offseason acquisitions. But the interior of their offense, the meat and, you know, potatoes of, where this division is very strong at on the defensive line, all the way from Deron Payne to, you know, the kids that they just got in, in um, Carter in Philadelphia, who had a hell, of, <clears throat> who had a hell of a first week, by the way. Jonathan Hankins. I watched Jonathan Hankins eject John Michael Schmitz, and I had to send him a little comment on, on Instagram because that's still my dog, you know, even though he with Dallas. How many years did you guys play together? All three. Years. Oh, it was all three. No, no, the last one he left. So, it was so two. seventeen, he okay. left. Yep, fifteen yeah, yeah. and sixteen, and I mean. You look at that Dallas Cowboys defense, and I'm watching a TV copy, which I really don't really watch too much. And I'm watching a TV copy, and it was a clip of you can watch line play in the TV copy. Foul, though. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. It was Fowler and um, Michael Parsons on the sideline, and I just saw their faces, and I was just like, "Those are dogs. Those are dogs. Like those are like they're ready to eat meat off the bone. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> those are type of guys that they're gonna give the league havoc this year. They showed it last year, Michael Parsons." On the elevator on the way upstairs to the game on Sunday, there was a guy talking about Michael Parsons in LT. I was like, yo, stop. That's like, come on, bro. Like, he don't have enough years. Like, come on. Halfway through the game, I'm sitting there like, 
I mean, I can see where hey, people are talking about him and LT. The guy is incredible. I hope you did not say that to Tatino because he might have chucked you. No, I, I would not say that to him, but <laughs> the guy is incredible. And and the thing is, they have other guys on defense that plays at a high level. That's like the him. scary part. Once you give him so much attention, you get those one on ones elsewhere, and they are good enough to win those one on ones, even Absolutely. against good players. Absolutely. And you know, this was the most alarming thing that. I think the Giants are in trouble right right now. And and not because they got beat bad 40 to 0. Not not that part. That's bad too, but the worst part about it was when I think it was the first or second interception that Daniel Jones threw when he scrambled out of bounds. Michael Parsons showed a level of athleticism along the defensive line of front as a pass rusher that I haven't seen. Oh, the way he the closed way he on closed him, right? Yeah. Down no, no. to the and then he hit him Borderline, legal. Out of bounds, he was, he was but it was bounds. borderline. Mm-hmm. As an offensive lineman, that is illegal to you. Okay, <laughs> you do not hit my quarterback like that. And you know what's crazy? There was no offensive lineman that went to Daniel Jones. There was no offensive lineman that was around him. He watched the play by himself on the sideline because it was a controversial. Not controversial. You couldn't really tell if it was an interception or not. Yeah. So it was like you know. And he was just standing there. Nobody went to his defense. Nobody went to Michael Parsons. Because they had, they did, by the way, because we got a call about this yesterday, on the late hit on the first scramble, John Michael Schmitz was over there on that, pulling the guy but off of him e- and Even him that up. one, though, like, there should be punches thrown. Like, I'm serious, bro. Your quarterback just got smashed illegally. That was <laughs> You don't want punches, though. Quite. You don't want I'm just punches. saying, where's the fight, Schmilk? That's what I'm saying. Where's the fight from the guys you want it from to protect your quarterback? And my thing is... Look, I I watched it over, and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm just like, where is the fight, guys? Like, I'm looking at these guys on, on, on the Cowboys, the defensive front, and I'm looking like, yo, these are like, like glad they're warriors, bro. Like, like, I know what they look like. I felt like I was one of them, you know? And I just didn't see the attitude or the commitment from the offensive, from really anybody on the team. Nobody really responded during the game. Not defensively, especially not special teams, definitely not offensively. And then on the outside offensively, they really couldn't get the ball to him. And then Daniel Jones got rattled, which is what happens when you're getting smashed. You know, and it was just, it was, that was the most disappointing thing to me because I've been a part of some lopsided losses. I've been a part of some, you know, lopsided wins. And it's just one game. That's all it is. It's one game. You know, we we talked about this. It's week one. Okay, week one's out the out the you know out the way. Let's move on to next week. Well, okay, Arizona Cardinals had six sacks last week against the Commanders. So it's like their strong point and their defense is flying around. Very undisciplined the Arizona Cardinals defense, but they're flying around. They're hitting everything. That's what I saw on film from them. So it's like, wh- who's going to be the guys that step up and and put forth that? We're warriors. We're we're here to protect our quarterback. We're here to protect the the shield. We're here to protect the logo. You know who's those guys? And nobody stepped up last week, and that was very disappointing to me. That nobody defended your quarterback. Nobody defended the New York Giants. Nobody stepped up and took pride in what they were doing. And like when I say go out there and do, get the penalty, it's just that show fight. You know you don't have to be a, get a, get a penalty, but like bro, mm-hmm. your quarterback got hit illegally. Somebody should have hit whoever hit him. Somebody should have hit him. Whether whether they got the flag, whether they got the fine or not, you got to defend your quarterback like it actually means something. Do you think the not players, like, hey man, stop? Do That's you, not right. Do you think the players are looking downfield at the pick and they weren't and they didn't see it? 
Come on. I'm asking the question. I don't know the answer. Are you talking about the uh, the one on the sideline? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the I play mean, on the sideline when he's throwing it, it downfield. Are people watching the ball and they don't see necessarily him get shoved out of bounds? I mean, I would say yes. That's probably the reason why it took so long because, you know, it was like, oh, was it a catch? Was it not a catch? Interception or not? And it's just like, okay, offensive lineman, you should be caring about one thing, and that's the quarterback. All right, fair enough. You know, fair enough. That's it. All right, you said you had a chance to watch some of the Cardinal stuff. Why don't we get to that before we get to your calls here? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, look, they're the offense not great. Offense not great. Dobbs is decent. Uh, Ertz is Ertz. He's always been a pretty good tight yeah, end. Yeah, what I saw a very simple passing game, but they actually do some fun stuff in the run game with formations yes, and yes. they use Rondo Hollywood Moore Brown and stuff. Yeah, and, and, all those they guys. They got some yeah. explosive mm-hmm. guys. I think James Conner's a very good running back. I agree. Um, you got Will Hernandez over there. You know, playing for them. You know, and. Look, this team is this is the team out of the first three weeks of the season. This is the team on paper that the Giants should beat. When I say should beat, when you look at 49ers next week, that's a whole different monster. Let's put it this way. Very comparable to week one in Dallas. The Giants have more talent on their roster than the Cardinals. Do. Yes. And this isn't an insult to the Cardinals. They're in the middle of a rebuilding process. It's like, you know, where the Giants were last year. Yeah. When they ended up overachieving, right? But that's the thing. You have a team like that, you let them breathe. They can overachieve and they can beat you. Yes. How is not bad either. How is not bad. He's tough. That hit he took early in the game. Oh my gosh. Holds the ball a little long. Fight. Yeah. He's a but, rookie. But That's like, what they do. You know, playing against the a tough guy like that, you know, not to say Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is incredibly tough. You mentioned the Cardinals offense. What about their defense? You mentioned you like they're kind of flying around. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. They play their ends. Wide Very as wide. hell. Yep. Oh man. Yep. And you know, and then you watch it, you're like, well, then you should be able to run up the middle on these guys, right? If those ends are that wide. But they actually handled that pretty well. Kaiser White, who they brought over from Philly with Gannon. Yep. They run that and, and and they don't bring safeties into the box either. They got two safeties deep on pretty much every play, but they managed to handle the run game. So for me, JC going into this game, this is a get Saquon the ball. They play light boxes. He should be able to have a day on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And my my thing is it always starts up front. You guys have to protect Daniel Jones. There's going to be third down situations where Daniel Jones has to sit in the pocket and throw the ball downfield. I mean, Jonathan Ledbetter, I met the guy, you know, uh, I don't know, was that Super Bowl or something like that. I didn't realize how good of a player he was. So I watched the film. He's pretty good. He's really good. He had a sack. I mean, it was different guys that had yeah, that was uh, in the backfield. Gardet, Chris the Barbarian had yeah, a couple of it was, sacks It was on all that. over. Kazir White's flying around. I mean, he's the one that put that hit on uh, Howell early in the game. Uh, uh, Jalen Thompson. I mean, everybody knows who Buda Baker is. Mm-hmm. Buda Baker is an all-pro, all-caliber type of player. He can do things in a passing game, do things in a run game. He's moving all over the field. He's flying literally anywhere the ball's at. If it goes anywhere near the line of scrimmage, Buda Baker's there. Jalen Thompson's good. They got a great uh, 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 fast defense. I mean, this is uh, Jonathan Gannon was the defensive coordinator for the for the, the Eagles last year. Yeah, so know? he's very familiar with the Giants. And that's that could present a be- a very big issue, especially with how porous the offensive line showed in for, in week one. Yeah, and look, I watched them and I, I looked at some of the analytics. They played quarters more than any other team in the league last week. For over forty percent in quarters. For fans that don't know, that's four deep. So your corners and your safeties go deep, and then they kind of play that cloud zone underneath with the linebackers. And they also played just split safeties mm-hmm. more than any other team in the league. So that's like a combination of cover two, cover four, cover six. And usually when they do that, that means there's a lot of stunts going on up front just to kind of slow down the run game. Yeah, and believe it or not. Not according to the numbers I was looking at. Yeah. And I just, that's why I think they have an opportunity. The Giants have an opportunity here, I think, to run the ball this week. But 
I wonder how that dynamic is going to work. Because the Giants should understand what Gannon is trying to do on defense. And his defensive coordinator, by the way, is his linebackers coach with the Eagles last year. Yeah. So that's the system they brought over. But at the same time, they also know what the Giants' strength and weaknesses are because they played him three times last year. Yeah, I think with this where it comes to having, I mean, all games you have to have complimentary football. But this game, if the defense can go out and, you know, it, it's going to be very hard to... <laughs> For, for it to be a special team score, a defensive score, like that's that's very rare. It happened. Freaky things. It Freaky happened things. in the same game. Like that doesn't even happen. You know, once or twice. People lucky it happens in the season once. Happened in the same game. It was crazy. So I don't expect that to be a problem, but I, I do expect the defense to step up and be better than they were last last week, and actually slow this offense down and suffocate them early because this offense is still trying to figure out you know, who they really are with Dobbs at the helm, you know, so choke the life out of them, you nah. know, you know, like for real, you know, if you feel like you're the strong point and that's the weak point on the team, I feel like their defense is the strongest part of their team. I'm talking about collectively too. I think they're flying around collectively and I don't know, I'm not comparing to Wink Martindale defense, but I saw just guys moving around and flying. They look fast. They look very fast on defense and that's something that the Giants didn't look on uh, last Sunday. They didn't, they did not look fast at all on any side of the ball. You know, so I expect the the defense to go ahead and make plays early in this game, so the 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 offense doesn't have to get into this you know quick quick game or pass game. You know, can't really run the ball on certain situations, and you can be a little bit conservative because the score is not out of control, yep. and you're not forcing the ball downfield in third and long and stuff like that. You know, it that's part of the defense too. That's not just what the offense is doing and their capabilities or incapabilities of how they're performing early. It's also up to the defense, you know, and are we punting the ball well? Are we getting that good field position? Are we covering well? The Giants have to play a collective game, and that's literally what happened last week. They were just – they got destroyed on all sides of the ball, and then I believe they got outcoached. It's an all-around beatdown that they got. And this is a prideful group, man, and I think they established great culture here. So I'm expecting them to respond. I'm not expecting the Giants to lay down. I'm not expecting the Giants to, you know, go out there and lose to Arizona. I expect them to put up a great fight. I just want to see who's the guys that's going to step off that bus first and be like, let's go. I'm trying to punch somebody in the face. Like, I'm serious. Get physical. Like, let's go. Like, this is, you know, this is careers on the line, bro. And it's early in the season. But we watched last year. They go up to Tennessee and they get a very tough game, very tough win. And then they use that momentum to kind of, right? you know, get some games that they probably should have never won early in the season. And that could easily happen the other way where you lose a game and then all of a sudden you're still worried about Cowboys or you still have that Cowboy effect on you. Then you lose another one. And San Fran is going to be a tough game on a short week. You know, like this is it's a tough sledding and, and it sucks to say this, but the Giants are in a week two must win game. They are. If there was ever a week two must win game, this, this would it. be it. Yeah, this is it. And Wink said today, and I think Dable Brian, he was quoting Brian Dable that don't let one loss cost you two games. Exactly. And I think that's don't let the, the point. Cowboys beat you twice. And, and this is the last thing. I, I promise we'll get to the calls real quick. Let's do it. So as a player this week, you're in the building. You go through the tape on Monday. And my understanding is they did go through the tape with everybody. What's the key for a player to preventing that from happening and to successfully turning the page and, and just taking that Dallas game and, in your mind at least, crumpling it up and kind of just throwing it away? Just remember that you have to do your job. You have to do it, and you have to be situationally aware. I expect the rookies not to be situationally aware a lot of times. Oh, yeah, know? they're rookies. And it was an example where it was uh, the touchdown by Pollard. And both of the rookies were unblocked on that play. 
but the speed of the game was so fast, especially down there. It moved so much faster. And you got Hawkins following the motion guy, and his guy just ran off. If you just looked in the backfield, just glanced, you would have went down there and hit it for the tackle for a loss. But the speed of the game is fast, and it gets so much faster down there. But I expect that from rookies. I expect them to learn. I expect them, which, what I called in the beginning of the season, I call it to get baptized. I call that like they're gonna have plays where they get baptized by guys that maybe are not actually better than them, but because they don't have the experience to make that play. And there was that one play, and I just watched it. It was the motion over. It's like the little toss pitch to Pollard, and Pollard cut it back. Okereke was downhill, kind of play, overplayed it, but because he was so aggressive, there was lanes that could have been filled in from unblocked guys, and it was two unblocked guys. It was the rookies, and they just. It's just not there quite yet. But I expect that from them. But what I don't expect is Dexter Lawrence to get every single block. I don't expect that to happen. I don't. And that happened. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that, it can't happen. Rookies, you're going to grow with them. John Michael Schmitz getting pushed back by Jonathan Hankins. I expect that to happen. Jonathan Hankins played in a long time in the NFL. He knows how to handle a rookie. He knows how to get that, that run block. As soon as you see that down block, he's on him right away. I understand all of those things. But when you talk about Andrew Thomas, I don't expect him to be jumping off sides. Come on, man. You went against Michael Parsons how many times now? You know what I mean? That was the start of the snowball. That was the initial roll it down the hill. That was the start, the false start for my best player. No, you're offense. not wrong. You know what I'm saying? So these are the things I don't expect. That's fair. The rookies, I expect a whole bunch of mistakes because they're rookies. It's going to happen. They're going to get beat by guys they might be a little better than. Or they're going to get beat by guys that are better than them. It just happens. You know, but I don't expect Andrew Thomas to get beat. I don't expect Dexter Lawrence to get beat. I expect Xavier McKinney to be making plays. And Adore. by the way, I actually thought McKinney played a pretty decent game. To he be did. Honest with you. I One he of the only well. guys yeah, I, I feel like he did. Well. I think mm-hmm. Adoree Jackson struggled big time. They, I think they went at him a little bit, you know? But, like, I expect him to get better because this is something new for him, too. And that's a whole different ballgame. Schmuck, I played – that nickel is basically a linebacker. It's basically an outside linebacker. When you're in the middle – like a middle linebacker, like O'Karakes and, and McFadden, right? They're in the middle. They're playing over three, sometimes two. Everything is inside out. When you're outside, I call it, let's call it number one, which is the corner. When you're outside, you're playing one, possibly in the two, but everything's outside in. Now that you're at that middle two, between two and three, you could play two to one, you could play two to three. And it has to be either, it goes both ways. It goes outside in and inside out. Mm-hmm. So this is a whole nother ball game, and, and that's how I thought of it. That's why when me, when I played the uh, first year with the Giants in 2015, they moved me to middle linebacker. You might be the same, as, but it's not. It's not. Me playing in that middle over three, was I was a half a second slow. And it cost me a fourth down against the Patriots at home. Uh, now, when uh, you say playing over three and saying two to one, two to three, can you explain the fans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that? sorry, sorry. So you, you count like uh, – we count from like receivers, like one, two, three from the outside, right? So a three by one is three receivers on one side. Yep. Number one, number two, number three. Sometimes a three receiver, sometimes it's a tight end, sometimes it's a running back. And the one is the guy closest to the And there's the five eligible. So the yeah. other side is either a, a back, a tight end, or there's another receiver or somebody. But it's always like that. It's one, two, three, and then two, three on this side, and one, two, or three on that side. Yeah. Right? So – as a corner, you're never playing over three. You're never aligning there. At nickel, you will. Linebacker, you will. 
linebacker as a middle linebacker if it's not man to man you're never going to be on one you're never going to be out there right. you know so it's just different it's different worlds on defense and that's just the coverage aspect that's not the fronts that's not the you know the pass rush or anything like that so uh what we have to see we have to see him take a step forward at that position because it's totally different than playing corner it's basically a linebacker and i played that weak side even uh p- passing strength side when I was in college, I started in college. I did a little bit in the league, and then when I was here in New York, whenever we went nickel, I was the nickel linebacker with whoever the mic was. And it's a difficult position, but once you get the hang of it, it's like anything. You know, you you get the hang of it. And he got some plays where he was supposed to play it outside in. He played it inside out. He was supposed to play it out inside out. He played it outside in. He just got to learn how to do it. and He'll be that much better. You talking about in coverage or in run support Jackson, now? Both and both. I both. Mm-hmm. Both. And that's the thing. When you're outside that corner, you're playing everything Everything's outside, outside in. Because you have the sideline there. To you know what you. I mean? Right. Everything's outside mm-hmm. in. Unless your corners are spilling, which the, the Giants never do. That's like cover two, but they, they don't do anything like that. Um, you know, and playing at that spot, it, like you, you he's going to get baptized. He's, he's, and he, he got baptized week one. He's like, he can play at that position, but there's a learning curve. There. Yeah, the only thing I worried about with him playing inside was if teams started to run at him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, which they will. He, and, and I would too, because he's not the, he's not the biggest guy they in the will. world either. Especially when when the defensive line starts bowing up, and this is easy easy stuff like this. I saw it in preseason. All they were doing in preseason because everything was so like bland and, yeah, and generic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just getting getting it back to the unblocked man, which was like a defensive back, a corner, or a safety. And our rookie was a little bit slow, like. We talked about this after one of the last games. I, I think it was the Jets game where they were just a little bit slow, but that's just experience, bro. Right. That's just experience, you know? Uh, we watched uh, number 14, Marquise Bell from the Cowboys. He was in su- the same positions as our Pinnock and some of our safeties and some of our young corners, and you saw the ex- the, the explosive the explosiveness, the decision-making, and the downhill attitude that he had. The Giants, they need, a guy, they need guys like that. And they do have guys like that, but they just didn't show it. They didn't play that way. They didn't play that way. Yep. Run or walk with Giants Legends. Your Giants Foundation will host a 5K racing kids run presented by Quest on Sunday, October 8th at 9 a.m. in MetLife Stadium. Net proceeds will benefit the Giants Foundation. All participants will receive a commemorative T-shirt. After the race, stay for a post-race festival with appearances by Giants Legends and a live DJ. Register now at Giants.com slash 5K. And go subscribe to the Giants Huddle Podcast. The most recent Papa's Perspective is now up there. Bob talks to Anshar Roll about a big game he had in 2011 against then what was his former team, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Go back. You can check out my interview with Shona Howard from Tuesday as well. And then later on today, uh, Melance Meadow had a chance to talk to Mark Schlereth, who will be calling the game on uh, Fox on Sunday. So stay tuned. Check it all out on the Giants Little Podcast. All right, let's get to your calls at 201-939-4513. Let's lead off with Robert in Chicago. He's up first. A lot of new names here. I like to see that. Robert, what's up? Hey, John and uh, Courtside. Ah, of course, I can see us, baby. <laughs> I like it. That's funny. Uh, I just got one quick question. Um, with the Giant or with Giants' previous game with Dallas, yeah, how are other teams going to use what Dallas exploited us in on our offensive line to their advantage? So, like when John, you were saying Arizona runs a totally different defense than Dallas. But wouldn't they kind of mimic what Dallas is so they can get, like, the same results? 
Yes, then, Robert, um, but uh, and, and just real quick, I'll answer it, and then you can answer, ask your second question. Not everyone's got the dogs that Dallas yeah, has. You know, you can run the they same schemes, but that. if you don't... No, no, I'm serious. Like, Dallas didn't do anything crazy no. with stunts and movements that we no. haven't seen before. No. The difference is that when you have Michael Parsons coming inside on a stunt and you've yeah. got to dedicate two and a half men to him, guess what? It changes the whole formula, and then yep. not... I mean, look, look, I'm being dead honest here, and this is, again, this is not me trying to take a shot at Arizona here. Aside from maybe Zayvon Collins, who's a converted inside linebacker to an edge rusher, there isn't one person on this Cardinals defensive line that I think would even be in the Cowboys' pass rush rotation. Right. Yes. Like, maybe, I, and I mean, like, even like the seventh second, or eighth guy. Right. Second possibly rotation. Maybe. But the, the Cowboys, you watch the number one defense in the league. I'm for sure, I'm for sure of that. All around, they have they have talent all around. They're very, very well coached. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan, how many teams is Dante Fowler your fourth or fifth pass rusher? Right, that part, that part, exactly. and then and then they're coached a certain way. And and I think this is what was the was the thought process going in regarding Daniel Jones getting out of bounds when he running. I think the the conversation was he doesn't know how to slide. He doesn't know how to get out of bounds. No, he doesn't. If it's close, <laughs> go get him. If it's close, yeah. hit him. If it's close, hit him. Yeah. Because Daniel Jones has proven time and time again. Take your free shots if he's going to give them to you, he's, right? He's allowing people to hit him. Right. And even the slide was the best slide he had all night, the first one when he got destroyed. The best slide he had all night. And that was a late hit. It should have been it a flag. It was definitely a late hit. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, But there were other times where he did run, and instead of like literally turning and running out of bounds or sliding, he would absorb a hit. And it's like, bro, if the Giants are going to sit back and have design runs, whether it's four to five design runs. Daniel Jones is going to add an extra five to six carries because he's tucking the ball away. Yeah. And those are very good decisions that he's making when he's tucking. He Usually, had, he had to. He had to oh, a lot. Yeah, Just like the first, the first uh, last year's Cowboys games, I think he made very good decisions on getting out of the pocket. He was a little bit, you know, quick feet this game. You know, he wasn't as settled. Can't blame him. He definitely can't blame him. But you accumulate all of those hits. And that's not on the stat book. Yeah, and by the way, he also got hit in the pocket too but much. But that's what too. I'm saying. Yeah. The pocket was like, what, 12 hits? 12 quarterbacks. That means hits, there's yeah. another 10 on top of that. At least. So your quarterback is getting hit 20-something times. What's your second point, Robert? Sure. Uh, my second point was um, uh, for John uh, Michael Schmidt Riley. or I forget how you say it. John Michael Schmidt or Jordan center? Riley? Yeah, uh, John Michael Schmidt. John Michael Schmidt. I wouldn't take no anything with Hankins uh, bull rushing him because Hankins always plays with a chip on his shoulder when Absolutely. he plays the Giants. As he should. Because <laughs> he, he, he shouldn't. I don't think we should have never let him go. But that's all I got for you guys. Uh, love the show. Love everything you guys do. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate it. Thanks, and, Rob. you know, and the level of hits that Jones took in the pocket in that game, I know those get written down and you see the number. But there were even two hits in the second half, JC, that got called back because of penalties in the Ooh. secondary. And these aren't blind. And this is why, by the way, you want to know why I don't really think there's much of a difference in between importance of left tackle and right tackle anymore. Did you see those front side hits that he took face from? To face yep. Like two in a row. Yep. And like walloped. Yeah. Walloped. Yep. And that has, like, that has an effect on the quarterback. I don't care how tough Daniel Jones is, I think he's tough. I really do. Oh, think he, he's tough. tough son I think of a gun. he's physically tough. I think he's mentally tough. And he's I a big really dude do. too. He can and take some contact. But I don't care who you are, bro. No. When you keep getting hit like that, 
like subconsciously your body is going to protect itself your, your mind is going to try to protect your body subconsciously even if you're like no i'm going to stand in the pocket subconsciously you're not you know what i mean like it's going to get you out of there you know and and that's a team thing man that's you got to protect this guy man i think daniel jones is a very capable quarterback i think he's good at times but when when you go against teams like the cowboys and the teams like you know the eagles who has have a dominant defensive line Daniel Jones is going to get in trouble if they're not there if there are not guys that's going to fight for him. You know, and and the Giants have to show that. And it starts this week. This team had six sacks last week, bro. Let's go to Vinny in Connecticut. He's up next here on Big Blue Kickoff Live. What's up, Vin? Hey guys, uh, thanks for taking the call. Hey, um I, you know, I was as excited as, as any other Giants fan going into week one, but I was being very realistic in my head, and I was telling all my, my fr- Giant uh, friends and even Dallas Cowboy uh, friends that I have that, uh, you know, they're not going to win this game. All I was hoping was that we would look like we improved against a more elite team. You know, like we looked like we were going to, you know, come out of the game looking respectful. Yeah, and, all right, guys, um, hear what it, you're it saying. Just, it, it, you know, and it just didn't happen. Um, my, my question for, for JC is, and then I have another follow-up on the offense, but for for JC, I have a question. You know, I thought the defense in the first half, you know, played pretty darn good. They, they kept the giants in the game despite giving up 12 points that weren't even scored on defense. And I thought they did it. I thought they did a pretty good job. I think what happens in the second half, and if you can confirm this, I just think that once the defense knows this offense is going nowhere, it's just hard to play at a million miles an hour. Um, you know, I don't know. Is that true? Does the defense just in their head, they're like, you know what? We're just not going to win this game. No matter what we do, we're not going to win. And, you know, could things have been a lot different if we scored on that first offensive possession defensively? You know, yes. do we play tougher? Yes. You I, know? I, it's the ebb and flow of a game. You know, like there's there's always momentum. And I, I talk about this post game. I always talk about this because it's a real thing, you know, and, once the Giants were, you know, they, that that wasn't. It, it, people say they moved the ball efficiently. They really didn't move it efficiently. They just moved the ball on that first drive. They got down and then the false start, the snap, and then the block kick. Keep in mind, they did not complete one pass on that first drive. Right, <laughs> and it was a couple called passes, and yeah, because they had three Daniel Jones scrambles. Right, and then the ebb and flow of the game is okay. Now the Cowboys had the momentum. Okay, Cowboys have. They have, uh, excuse me, the Giants have the ball again. So now the offense has an opportunity to make a play to get the momentum back. Never did it. And then all of a sudden they score on defense. And then offense gets the ball. Never happened. Defense goes out there and they only force in field goals. They're not they're not stopping this team. Yeah, and I think that's the difference. Look, I think holding them the field goals the first few drives is good. But the Cowboys also scored on four of their first five offensive right. possessions. Offensively, and they weren't playing that well offensively. Dak didn't have a great day throwing the football. No. They really didn't run that well. I think defensively, the Giants were holding up. But if you're just holding up and you're not making and creating plays, yeah, and quite frankly, and getting turnovers and getting hits, yeah, and Dallas was under no pressure offensively to try to do a lot either. Exactly. So it's a, it, it definitely is a snowball thing, but it's a complementary thing. And then when it comes to the the ebb and flow of a game, the momentum, the Giants just never took the momentum back. You have to take it back. It doesn't just get handed to you usually, you know. And it's not to say that it was expecting that, but Dak did that before. Dak did that last year. Dak would give it back to the other team. 
Dak didn't give it back. You know, we watched it the other night from the, the Bills and the Jets, right? The ebb and flow of a game. They, they, Josh Allen, they should have won that game easily. Once Aaron Rodgers went down, they should have won that yeah, game. Josh Allen said it after the game. He gave the game away. Josh Allen gave the it. momentum back to them multiple times. Mm-hmm. Like, if the Giants have to go get it, not just somebody give it to you, you got to go get it. And the Giants didn't go get the momentum back. So it just snowballed. This is an elite Elite defense in the Cowboys. Elite. Literally elite players at every position. Every position. They got probably the two best corners in the league. Probably the best defensive player in the league. One of us, uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, the, he had sacks last. Marcus Lawrence. Marcus Lawrence. Yep. Mm-hmm. One of the most experienced defensive end pass rushers in the game. The most sacks probably against the Giants. Like, they're loaded. Young safeties that are so talented. Van Der Esch, a very good player for a very long time. Like, they're loaded, bro. They're the number one defense in the league, bro. I don't know if there's anybody better. And the Giants. Well, I think we'll see one of the other ones in competition in about, and, yeah, in about a week. About, yeah, in exactly a week. <laughs> in a week. In a week from today. <laughs> the second game from the Giants in the next week. You know, so the Giants have to They have to show. I want to see who's going to fight. That's what I talked about post postgame, uh, last thing. I want to see how they respond. I want to see how they fight against this team that the Giants should beat. What's your follow, Vin? So the follow-up is the offensive line that I've been whining about, you know, for a couple of years now. Just a couple? And um, <laughs> well, I'm being nice. Okay, you know, I, I appreciate that, Vin. So <laughs> yeah, so you know, it, it, it. All right, so Evan Neal, I was, you know, in in fairness, I was not. He was not the one I wanted us to draft. My my brother-in-law was a diehard Giants fan. He wanted him. I said I don't like him. I've seen him on tape. I don't like what he's bringing. But we'll see what happens. So we've got Evan Neal, and you know the Giants are going to be the coaching staff is going to be in a situation here this year for sure. They're going to have to decide whether to and and I don't see them making any changes at tackle. They're going to have to play him out this year, see if he develops, and if he doesn't develop, if he doesn't improve at all, if he continues on the same path, okay, they're going to have to make a decision to either move him to guard, which I don't think would be a bad move to try him there. He's big, he's strong probably be a good fit for him there because he's not, to me he's not athletic enough to play tackle he's so slow off the ball he gets beat when the uh, linebacker or the defensive end is running around him. he just can't keep up but he might be better suited to play guard the problem is or the decision that the staff has to make is when do they make that decision because they can't if he doesn't improve this year you know, let's be fair if he does not improve he doesn't show any growth you know like andrews did then, then they have to make a decision what to do. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? No, look, Vin, look, at some point you do have to decide, but I think I think you answered your own question earlier in your point, right? I don't think that happens till the end of the year. I think you have to – he hasn't even played 17 games a full season in his career because of the knee injury last yeah. year. I think you have to give him some time, and I think as painful as it might be, you can't judge the man's season when he's going against literally the best pass rush in football. Yeah. and But how do you feel about him – what are your thoughts, the two of your thoughts, about him potentially being moved to guard? Like uh, Lewinsky's not the answer. Yeah, no, look, yo, yo, Vin, if, if you get to the point at the end of the year, and appreciate the call, if you decide that you know we're not seeing the improvement we need to tackle, would you try him at guard? Yeah, for yeah. sure, absolutely. But, I don't see why not. the question after that, because I think he actually is a guard. You know, I think he, the, he can't really move his feet that well. You know, he, he, he doesn't. And, he made great points, like he did. We watched, we all watched it, you know, and 
It looked like he was kind of stuck in mud, bro. You know, no, the first week was not good. You know, and and I I attributed all of that stuff last year, his technique and stuff, to his injury. I was like, oh, he's injured. You can't move when you're injured. I know that you can't move when you're injured. And he's not injured, and he couldn't move. You know, that's not good. You know, so he has to get drastically better very quickly. I think he would excel at guard, possibly left guard or Andrew Thomas' side, because he's very strong. He will be moving people moving forward. You know, and he has and he has a little bit more protection. You know, he's not really out on the island by himself. You know, but who's going to play right tackle now? That's why, to <laughs> me, you're not making that decision until next year. Right. Because, you know, you don't, have, frankly, have another option there. Not that you want to bail on the kid this early anyway. Yeah. But, you know, that, that to me is the deal. I think you have to see how this year goes, and then you make your decision from there. Yeah. He needs to improve, though. Like, for sure. No, look, he has to play better than he did in <laughs> yeah, week one. There's, he needs to improve. I mean, he knows that. The coaches know that. Yeah. That isn't a surprise to anyone. Yeah. And by the way, it's, it's no different for the, for the guards either, to be quite honest yes. with you. Yes, but, you know, and Mark Lewinsky's talked to the media yesterday. He knows he didn't play as well as he needed yeah. to play. Also, Digizua, yeah, did a number on him yeah. for a lot of. Oh, Digizua. So Owa, remember Owa? Of course, that's his brother. Yeah, no. Two zero one nine three nine four five one three. Jason Newhaven, you're up next. Jason, what's up? Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up? What's up, brother? Good, good. Thanks for taking my call. Um, few points about last week, and then I'll quickly move to Arizona. Uh. Jonathan, I wanna, I wanna, hundred percent agree with you. There was three things that bothered me last Sunday, outside of the score. Once I think after that first drive, when Thomas with the false start, the bat snap and the kick, to me in my head, I said this is not gonna be, this is gonna be a long night, and it ended up being a long night. So we don't have to go into that. But three things that bothered me, and Jonathan, you're hundred percent right. The way Daniel was getting ragdolled, and then, and I know, and I know. I know you got. I know Jonathan. You played. You know, you was a professional. You know, football player. But to me, the video showing Dallas making jokes about making them quit to me is unacceptable. Um, I didn't play professional, but I played college ball. That to me, if I'm day ball, I'm showing them that video. Now, will it amount to anything? I know most people are like, oh, it's just a video. It doesn't really matter. You got to move to the next week. But that to me, if you're a professional athlete. I would think that would bother you some. And the way they were hitting Jones and laughing, and I didn't see anybody on that O-line, the game was already done. So we weren't going to win that game. But just a level of fight, pushing back, you know, uh, uh, um, I'm not saying dirty shots or cheap shots, but it just seemed like there was just no fight. It just seemed like everything was just kind of, it seems like everybody was just stuck in mud. Like nobody could really figure out what was going on just because we just really got punched in the mouth and it seemed like nobody responded. So Jonathan, I'm with you on that a hundred percent. Secondly, I don't understand why Jones is in that game in the second half. I really don't. I know people, I know Dable talked about, all right, trying to get something positive. Or I don't know if John, you mentioned it before yep. uh, earlier this week, trying to get something positive on film. That's what he said. But at that but at that point, John, or and I'm not saying that's what you. I'm, I'm just saying at that point, what really good could you get out of the, out of out of film? We were we were just getting dominated. Like there were no good reps to say, all right, we could build on this, or we could we could piggyback on on this next time we play them, or if we play Arizona or San Fran. So to me, I di- I didn't understand the, and of course the head coach is going to do what he wants. So I'm not questioning him, but I'm questioning some of the decision making. Now, God forbid Daniel got hurt, seriously hurt, and had to miss eight weeks. What do you tell the fan base then? Because there was no good reps to get out of it. That's my second point. Third, Neil, 
I'm a patient fan. I know that progress is linear. Not everybody's linear. not, not going not linear. Not linear. Yes. Excuse me. Right. Yes. yes, not linear. I know everybody's not going to ascend straight up. You're going to have some bumps in the road, of course. Um, but here's my thing with Neil, and I live like the pick. So I'm. This is not a. I know everybody's jumping on Neil. The whole O line didn't play well. So this is not a Neil jump on Neil. But here's what I would say about Neil. He just looks physically outmatched. And I get we have Parsons, and they have Demarcus. You know. They have Demarcus um, Lawrence. Yes, Demarcus Lawrence, and you know they got a Fowler. But to get beat by Dorrance Armstrong, he had eight and, and a half sacks last year. Now say, he had eight and a half sacks last they, year, Jason. They loaded, bro. I, there ain't nobody I, on that I, team like they. They, I, they have. I'm telling you, man, they're so deep, bro. Like, dude, Sam right. Williams, how fast does he get they, off the ball? They're crazy. Right? Like all of them players for them that rotate in are very good players. Every single okay. one of them. Yes, you're you're right. They are they are a talented D line, no no doubt about it. But to me, he just looks simply too slow to block NFL pass rushes. Like I, I don't, and I know people saying yeah, give, and and I agree with you guys. There is no option, right? There is no plan B at the moment. So you kind of got to let him go through his bumps. But I just don't see any improvement. He just looks like he lumbers out of his stance, and you can't lumber out of your stance when you're playing. You're going to play Nick Bosa next week. What, what is that going to look like? In a few weeks, you're going to play Riddick in Philadelphia. Then you got those dudes in Miami who are not chopped cheese either. So chopped cheese. at a certain point, and I agree with you guys, John, you made the point a few days ago, not now, but towards the bye week, there's going to be some decisions if he's not, you know, uh, evolving. <laughs> last point, last point about Arizona, I'll take it off the air. Yeah. Um, Arizona is still a professional team. Gannon was the D.C. last year in Philly when we played them, and we don't need to go on how we played Philly last year, um, yeah, especially well. in that playoff game. We all know how that goes. Yep. But here's what I'll say. If this Giants team is who most of the fan base thinks they are, I'm not saying you have to blow out Arizona, but you know what? Arizona is not as good as us right now. So you know what? You go in there, you take care of business. Jonathan, like you talked about, playing with fire, if, you gotta, if, you, if you're old lineman, you got to do it on the block, you put them in the ground. If you're a running back... Take the yardage and run somebody over. Arizona is not as good as this. Am I expecting it to be thirty-five to zero? I am not because they're still professional players. But if you're the Giants and we think who you think you, we think you're a team that's on the rise. You go in there and you dominate Arizona. I'm not saying point-wise, but beat those guys convincingly. Don't give them any ounce of oh we can stay in the game like they did against Washington last week. They stayed in the game up until the fourth quarter. Now we got you. So. So gotcha. I want to see – I'm not saying we have to blow them out by 50, but you know what? You go in there and dominate them. So I thank you guys for taking my call. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate your call, right, Jason. I mean, I, a win's a win. I'll take one-point win. I'll take a 10-point win. It doesn't matter. But I do expect them to improve. I mean, the Giants have to improve to win. I want to walk <laughs> – I want have to. I want to walk out of the game – and just saying to my – because, look, weird things happen in football games. They be they almost beat Washington last week because Washington turned it over three times, right? Did a defensive score, all that stuff. I want to feel good about walking out of that stadium on Sunday that, look, the Giants showed that they are a better football team than the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. And there's not much of a question there. Yeah. Whether yeah. that's reflected in the score, we'll see. Weird things happen in NFL games. But I think you do want to walk into that building saying, if you want to, like, tear up the league, like, the Giants need to be a couple tiers up ahead of where the Arizona of, Cardinals, yeah, the Cardinals are. Right. Because – there's there's so many good teams that's on the Giants' schedule, you know, and San Fran is coming up very soon. Mm-hmm. And if the Giants 
don't prove it. They don't show that they are a competent team because I think you have to be a competent team, and you know, to win a game. Uh, they they haven't showed that yet, week one. You know, so if they show that they are a competent team, okay, cool. Let's see how we fare within a few days rest, and we go to San Fran. But if the Giants lose to the Arizona Cardinals, who we understand the talent level is not even close to who they played in week one, not even close to who they're playing in week three. I don't want to think about this, JC. It's going to cause some problems. I don't, I don't want to think about yep. this, JC. I hear you, man. I don't. So how about we, we deal with it if it gets yeah. it comes. Okay. And, and we'll be there, by the way, two hours after the game on Sunday, so you'll be able to talk to us. Yeah. But I, I feel pretty good that that's probably not going to be the case. But we'll see. It's the NFL. You never know. Let's go to Tim in Charleston and then Ryan in Illinois. You're up after him. Tim, what's going on? Hey, John, Jonathan. I, I got a couple of points, a question, and uh, just five words at the end that I just want to send out all right. to all the other fans. Let's rapid so the fire. The first one is, I feel like, yeah, rapid fire. I feel like, I mean, we got to ground and pound, run Saquon, take short passes, try to tighten up that defense and if they if if we have any opportunities down the field take advantage of them but number one we got to hold on to the ball we got to hold on to the ball we can't turn it over like washington did and make it that close yep we can't forget about turning it over like we did like you said three or four times this week we'd lose um so we got to hold on to the ball um and i got kind of an interesting kind of research question uh which is just has any team ever been in the nfc's has any team ever been shut out in their first matchup against a divisional opponent and come back and beat them in the second matchup? Oh, I so I know you can't. I know you can't answer that in the spot, but it's just a curious question. I thought you might like the question. It is a good um, question. I do not know the answer to that, but I will yeah, see no, if we I, can I, ask Elias. Maybe they can get me the answer on that one. Yeah, if you could even you know like post it or talk about it, mention it. Now, tomorrow. now, Tim, ju- not be there. Ju- just a shutout or like a shutout? No, like- no. In the first matchup amongst NFC opponents, where a team got shut out the first time, have they ever come okay, back? Just and a shutout. Okay, team, I got you. And beat okay. the team the second time. No, I was wondering if, I, if it was that they got shut out and lost by thirty, but you're saying just got shut out. I got you. That's fine. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Even okay. if it's ten nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's fine. I so, can. I, I will. And, I will ask the question. And I have. I just have one thing to say about Evan Neal. It's five words to all the fans out there. Give this guy some time, and I'll let it six. Please. All right. Thank you, Tim. Right? That's it. Good stuff, man. Appreciate the call. Hmm. And look, they have to. I mean, you have no choice to be patient right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's your starting right tackle. Yeah. It doesn't make no sense to try to go move stuff around. He was your top 10 pick in the draft last year. Yeah. He's, he hasn't. He had an injury last year and didn't play a full season. He's your starting right tackle. And by the way, based on what I saw in practice over summer, he probably still is your best right tackle on the roster. Yeah. So, like, I don't know what your other options are here. So, you just hope that that's a blip. Yeah, that's gonna be uncharacteristic I'm, of his play the rest of the year. I'm not expecting the depth chart to change at all. I just expect guys to play. Better. You gotta play better. Gotta you play gotta better. play better. No, dude, 100. The, the thing I'm is, the you. Giants have good players, really good players. But we can take one more. Period. If your offensive line, you know, is is just as porous as it was so early, and then the mistakes that were made from high level players on this team, those are just things that can't happen. You know and the Giants are going to get beat by anybody, even the Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to beat the brakes off the Giants if they do what they did last week. If they, you know, false starting and met best of snaps and letting Special somebody run score. through a Defensive gap without score. touching them. Yeah, like, not, you're going to get bad. blown out by anybody. 
It just happened to be the Dallas Cowboys in week one. And we'll see, by the way, the injury report yesterday. You had did have some names on that injury report. Let me see if I can bring that up really quick. But uh, while I look that up, let's go to Ryan in Illinois. He's been holding the longest. Ryan, what's going on? Hey, fellas. I've got two quick things. Firstly, I have to run to the defense of Evan Neal, man. I know we've talked about it a lot. But the reality is he's 22 years old. Did anyone actually think that in the rain, with all of his teammates failing around him and going against all pros, he was going to pitch a shutout and have no pressures? Come on. That's unrealistic. A pitch a shutout compared to Just what he did is like, miles away, bro. What happened no, on know, Sunday I know, I know. and pitching a shutout, there's like a big distance between there. And he wasn't nowhere near there, right. bro. <laughs> this is true. I'm just trying to, you know, get the flames, you know. Uh, I got you, bro. Defend him. Go ahead. I'm people, not gonna going to stop you from crazy. defending him. Keep defending him. Go. He just, yeah, he needs time to grow. And then also, secondly, obviously it was not a pretty game. But the Giants were at the eight-yard line on third and two. If that that jump doesn't happen and you just hand it to Saquon, I think there's a really good chance you get the first down. And then what? what's – What's the percentage of coming from the six-yard line or fifth-yard uh, line uh, first down of scoring a touchdown? It's pretty decent. You know, at least 50%, I'd say. Uh, you know, the interesting so thing, by the way, really Ryan, real quick, the, the interesting thing, I don't want to interrupt you, and and uh, uh, then you can finish. But the interesting thing, because that was a third and two when Thomas Fall started, right? Based on the false mm-hmm. start and what he looked like, that wasn't a run play. It was a pass play, yeah. right? He, yeah. he 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 got he, out of there. He kicked back, right? Yeah. I'm not I'm not running. Maybe they were, yeah. maybe they're running a draw. I mean, that's possible. And then he would have kicked back, but that looked like a pass play based on what we saw at the snap. Anyway, go ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry. Yeah. Although I I like my chances if it's a you know four yard out to Darren Waller. Okay, I'll take that. No, nah, sure, I well. got you. So, I mean, Absolutely. Like, I I'd like to think that that's a high percentage, but the reality is is that that's seven points potentially, optimistically seven points that in our favor. And then that automatically takes off seven points from a blocked field goal because that would have never happened. Yeah. I know you can't play that game point so much. It's a 14-point swing. swing. That's exactly what it is. It's, it's incredible. And that momentum, you can't even put a point uh, – you know, you can't even assign points to that because that could be the difference of, you know, being up seven to nothing and being able to run the, run the ball a little bit defensively. Wink probably could have played more aggressively. You don't know if that leads to a turnover. Who knows? No, Ryan, fair points. Good yep. stuff. But I, I look, yes, things went haywire in that game. Things went bad. But at some point, if the Giants were going to win that game, even if you have that point swing in there and all that stuff, at some point they were going to have to protect their quarterback. Yeah, yeah. And and let him drop back and throw without getting creamed. Yeah. And there just wasn't much evidence over the course of the game that that was going to get fixed. Yeah. I mean, the Giants, they did get better on the outside. I think they might have regressed along the offensive line because you got a young, second-round, talented, smart uh, rookie playing. You know, he's not better than Nick Gates right now. You know what I mean? Like, Nick Gates is a better player than him. You know, like, the guys that played that center position are better than him right now. I think Nick Gates is better than all the interior linemen that the Giants have right now. You know? And he's not here no more. You know, so I expect those guys to improve because they have to. If they don't improve, the Giants, it's going to be very hard for the Giants to win a game at all. I mean, there's no way that those that group does not play better they have this to, week and right? even moving forward. To. Like that, that is, you know, 
That's not a common game you see in the NFL in any given year, let alone multiple times for the same team in a year. So I would feel pretty confident about that. All right, Coach Marvin in Delaware will wrap us up today. Coach Marvin, how are you? I'm all right, John. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm good. How's it going, man? I want to hear your uh, I want to hear your perspective <laughs> on this game. I love yeah. talking. I love hearing from you. Yeah, I like talking to you guys, John. No, I've been talking to you guys for a long time. Of course, I enjoy doing it and try to do it from a fan that happened to be a coach. You know, the understanding and that game was. Uh, I mean, everybody's on nail. You, you could be on. Everybody played bad from special teams, <laughs> defense, offense, offensive line. Defensive line, I mean, you can go down the line. And, and, and as a coach, one thing I would have been doing after this game, talking to my staff, and I, would have probably, I probably wouldn't have said it to the team, but I would have definitely been saying it because I'd been through this before. I could not help them. No matter what I call, I could not help them. And I didn't do anything to help them win or to, to maintain a competitive game. Even though my guys would be out there making mistakes, but I have to, I have to adjust to those and make decisions. And, and every decision they was making, it turned to dust. I mean, they were doing a lot of, they did quite a bit of movement in the rain. Sometimes you got to have a, 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 I believe me. This is just me talking. I have to adjust my game plan to the climate. Sometimes if it's pouring down snow, I can't do a lot of misdirection because the footing's not going to be that good. So I would have thought we'd adjust and trying to at least run in between the tackles a little bit. Try to slow, you know, you, John. I think I think all of you, everybody can say how you beat speed. Sometimes you got to run right at it because yeah, sometimes they, sure. their feet their feet are not moving. So you run right at it. So they can't use their speed. If you run sideways, I can use my speed. I can track you down and get to you a lot quicker than you can get to the corner. But if I'm running straight at you, I can keep your feet standing still. And then I can use my pounding that that speed to wear you down where you're not running this fast. So I, I thought we didn't adjust to that. So that's why I said if I'm a coach, I've been like, I couldn't even help these guys. So what you have to do now, and, and the fans are going to say whatever they say, and I know that. On my, on my level, dealing with parents, how they look at the game, and, oh, they were horrible. They, I don't know what kind of coaches they had. And I have to suck that up and try to block it out so the next week when we go there, because I tell them, we can't correct this until we play next week. We're going to have to feel this way all the way until Sunday. And when you get on the field, you got to remember how you feel, felt when Dallas pounded you. And now what you're going to have to do is take that – Tell yourself you never want to feel that way again this season. And I would tell them, everybody in the stands, they paid to come see you play. They, didn't, they, didn't, they paid to come see you play, and they were gone at halftime. Have some pride, and you be the show this week. They pay to come see us play. They didn't come pay them to come see them play. And I promise you, Coach, there are going to be a ton of Giant fans out there in Arizona. Oh, yeah. That That's place right. is going to be at least 50% Giant fans. Yep. And they paid their money, John. Yep. yep. They paid a flight to get out there. It's like a vacation for them. Mm -hmm. So you guys are going to have to have some pride and say, we're the show tonight. And we played them the way we should have been playing last week. You take out everything that happened last week, you take it out on them. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm with Jonathan. I don't give a damn if I win by one. I don't care if I win by 30. But we will win this game. 
and we're going to come out feeling better than we did last week. And that's how you buried last week. you got to use that fuel through the rest of the season. And I will always tell them, remember the first game of the season? You remember how you felt? You better carry that the rest of the way because you never want to feel that way again. And that's the way I would try to rebuild my team because they, they need to be their confidence built back up. Mm-hmm. Listening to the radio show, to us on the radio, it's, it'll tear them down. And they and I know, John, you Jonathan's been through this. You block that out. You block out everybody, and you just focus on next week. That's all you do. You just focus on next week, and but you never forget that feeling, how you felt when you walked off that field. So I'll talk to you guys next time. Thanks, Love coach. talking to you on the show, guys. Y'all take care. Thank you, Coach. Yep, Good stuff. Too. All right, and, of course, you can find Jonathan Casillas and I on the pregame show on Sunday. That's going to start at 2.05 Eastern time. Uh, I will be in Arizona and San Francisco, but then I'll be back uh, face-to-face with JC for post-games and pregames the rest of the year. Uh, so we're going to be apart a little bit. We'll get through it. We'll have some fun with it. Keep track of the games. Final thoughts uh, before we say goodbye today. Well, look, man, put last week in the bed. I, 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 it sucks. I had to drag. We had to drag it all the way to Thursday for me. You know what I mean? Like, I, I watched it over. The game it's funny. I'm like, I'm going to give JC two minutes to talk about Sunday's game. I think you went eight and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, put that in the bed, you know, and I just expect the Giants to, of course, put a great week of practice together. And I'm, I'm going to see who's going to be the guys that step up and, you know, show that there's dogs on his team, you know. Because you have to have dogs to win games, you know, and we saw it last week, and I want to see it this week. I want to see who are the dogs for this team that's going to step up and protect our quarterback and protect our uh, organization. Yeah, this is my last time before the game on Sunday, too. And again, pre and post, two hours before and after the game on Sunday. Check it out on the fan and streaming on the Odyssey app as well. Just play clean football, man. Like, there isn't a part of this team that really looked particularly competent on Sunday. And Brian Dable said as much that we were just awful across the board. Just play better. Yeah. And I feel confident that if, if this team plays to their ability and they play a relatively clean brand of football, they're going to win this game. Yeah. So that's what you got to go out there and do. I just yeah. want to see the football look better. I'm, it's a very low bar. After week one, <laughs> I'm, I'm not asking for, you know, coming out and scoring 40 and winning by 30 points. Yeah. Just come out, play good clean, smart football, smart, tough, and dependable. You know the mantra. Go out and do that. I feel good about you winning the game on Sunday. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, I agree. Keep it simple. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for being with us on Big Blue Kickoff Live. And again, you can find Jonathan and I in the pre- and post-game show on Sunday starting two hours before kickoff at 2.05. It's on WFAN. It'll be on WFAN AM here in New York and locally. And then you can also find us, of course, streaming on the Odyssey app. I'll put those uh, links out, of course, out on game day for you. And Big Blue Kickoff Live will be back again tomorrow. Make sure you stay tuned to 1230. Paul and Lance will get you ready for the game. And then later on today, they're going to record it as soon as we're done here. We have our first uh, preview edition of the Giants Hangout. It'll be Mr. Casillas here. It'll be Madeline Burke. And Brandon London will join them, and they'll get you ready for Giants and the Arizona Cardinals. So for everybody and for Pearson, who did a great job today as always, I am John Schmelk. For Casillas, we'll see you on Friday for another Big Blue Kickoff Live. Until then.